Phoenix Down Radio is on the air. Welcome everybody to Phoenix Down Radio, episode number 138. I'm your host Klaus Nightbringer and joining me uh, while eating mac and cheese is Sayer and Talas. Hey, what's going on guys? Mm-hmm. Calories in face, good. Yes. <laughs> uh, my evening, prep- evening preparation leaves a little bit to be desired, but we're making it work. By which I mean Klaus isn't yelling at me about it. <laughs> At least you're not doing the pre-show from your car while driving your dad home. I have done the pre-show from my car, though. Yes, while driving. Yeah, your that dad was a home. while ago. But yeah, a month ago, rough. in fact. I think. God. Ah, oh, memories. Yeah, if it's not one of you, you know, trying to get through the drive-through, it's the other one uh, trying to figure out uh, where they're going to be doing the show from. So <laughs> we're such I mean, lovable little scamps. At this point, I'm still in the same country. So hey. <laughs> That that's a positive. Are you in the same zip code? Are you in the same area code? I think he's oh, checking. Yeah, but that's not <laughs> area code. Yeah, there's only like six in the state. Uh, I think he's checking his recently received mail to verify <laughs> zip code. I don't think so. No, that's fine. But yeah, it's been quite a couple of weeks uh, for. Final Fantasy, hasn't it? Uh, well, especially it, last night. It's mostly been a couple of qu- relatively quiet weeks. few weeks and then a couple of days. Yeah. Try 24 hours, dude. No. You're, yeah. You're right. It's been intense, man. It's a little backloaded there. Well, I mean, we also had uh, patch for a uh, 5.45 drop this week, so. You know, there's a lot to talk uh, about. Yes. Forgot about that. But what have you guys been up to? Obviously uh, not 5.45. <laughs> Obviously. Uh, let's. Oh God! Honestly, I hate to say it. Nothing. I have taken this week to do like basically nothing. You know what? That's fine. You know, some people you need to just you know recharge and, and take care of yourself. Running a company's hard. How's that going? Straight by up. the way, I mean, is it is our things bad? <laughs> it's hard. Uh, I did actually just. I'm the reason why I keep kind of glancing down is uh, somebody's like, "Hey, I have a free car for you," and I'm like, "Not right now. Are you free in three hours?" <laughs> um, but yeah, it's one of those: get a car, then get parts, then get a business license, then realize that hosting isn't free. Yeah, it's it's not too bad. It is fun though. We've definitely got some traction and some motion. Well, that's good. I mean, it's always good to know that you're able to make forward progress even while you're still working through some of the kinks of getting the uh, the organization set up itself. Exactly. It's I mean, one of those moments where, look, even if you have to go slow, as long as you're still going, you're in a good spot. That's what I'm operating on. Yep. Focus on the goal of the company first, and you know everything else will eventually fall into place. You know that probably. is what I that is what I keep telling myself. Sarah, what have you been up to, bud? Uh, so I made my Sky Builders fry pan and fishing rod. Surprising that one. Right. Not at all. No, nobody. No surprise there. Yeah, nobody surprised. And I'm about halfway on the botany and mining tools because gathering is awesome. Uh, also, I hung out with some friends that I usually play Monster Hunter with because it turns out that they also play Final Fantasy XIV. And we did a whole bunch of maps and also leveled Blue Mage to 60. I think some of them have Blue Mage to 70 now. I'll go bug them about that later. 
Do they have all the spells, though? They added, like, 15 spells. I think one of them does. He's pretty hardcore blue mage. Wow. Great guy. It's a lot of spells, though. Yep. It is. <sighs> I jumped into, um, uh, or back into Boja here recently, because I want to mm. try and get caught up. I still have not cleared Castrum. Hmm. I'd be down for doing that sometime. Yeah. I, we, I'd be down. Every time I go in, there's just nobody there. I got in once, but unfortunately we wiped, or we, we did not clear it in time. <clears throat> so, it sure was a thing, but uh, there are still people doing it, fortunately. You just need to make sure you find the right instance where people are actually trying to go for Castrum. If you're trying to get that far so, you can, so I can proceed with my relic weapon, so... I'm still only rank 11, though. I think I still have, a couple, have to get a little bit higher on that. The, uh, rank 11 lets you go into the castrum. Oh, it does, but I mean to go beyond that, to take the next steps. Uh, you can do the new content with that, because I have access to it right now. Uh, also, I believe there's a repeatable quest that gives you a large amount of metal as well, so that should help with getting to those higher ranks. That will be Good, nice. Good, because I'm like rank 8, and every time I go in there, I'm there for like 2 or 3 hours, I'm doing fates, I'm doing everything, and I'm like, awesome! I'm still rank eight. I'm still rank eight. Do you Gotta get, get parties? those critical engagements? Yeah. Get That's where the money is. Yep. And uh, if you're with a group and you can get through some of those fates pretty fast, we'll have to try and get together as a group and, and go in and do that. Let's do that. And we should stream it. Yes, we should, because that's something that I have not been doing much of. Um, just like, you know, Talas has been kind of taking time off of things, as have I. I've been trying to. Uh, you know, continue to get my life, you know, more in order, um, giving the podcast a bit of a, uh, more precedence to make sure that we try and get good content with that. Um, the regular everyday streaming, I'm just taking some time off on that and, uh, we'll maybe come back with it uh, a little stronger once things are a little bit more stable. So especially, you also uh, got some, I, go ahead. Do we, do we blow the secret or nah? You mean ab about the fact that uh, I am going to be the newest network administrator at uh, at my job? That is the thing that you had to say, not me. So, yes. <laughs> yes oh. Congratulations, dude. Yep. Uh, big uh, promotion with a big raise. So, uh, yeah, I've been. That's where I've been kind of focusing right now. It was between a new job or that. So, yeah. The new job is always always terrifying. Even if for somebody like me that has had four hundred jobs, like it's still scary to go oh god i have bills and i'm changing everything yeah exactly. and there's always an adjustment period yep so i mean if, if i'm able to you know basically do the same thing for more money yeah please i'll take that do that do that <laughs> so hopefully everything goes well with that and that that's supposed to start uh on monday well, it's coming up quick well i mean you're not really leaving a job to go to a job. Like no. you're just staying there with new authority. So that's cool. Yeah. So we'll we'll see how all that goes. It still hasn't officially happened. So I'm a little bit. There's still you know the whole thing that what what happens if something else if they do something. I don't know. I don't want to think about it. Let's. let's it's talk. always nice to have it in writing. Yeah. Let's... Welcome to our new and yet incredibly regular segment, Anxiety Corner with Phoenix Down Radio. <laughs> Which it, we're First of all, shut up. Second <laughs> of all, yes. You're not wrong. <laughs> I have a tendency to be uncomfortably correct about these things. Yes, you do, <sighs> so shut up. 
<laughs> so let's go ahead and jump into some game and community news. Let's start with the city of Final Fantasy Opera Omnia celebrating its third anniversary. The little game that's been around for three years already. Holy shit. I'm blown away at how like it's fun. It's good. It's quick. It's a nice way to get that Final Fantasy fix, but it's like three years. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> how yeah. long have I had this installed? Right? <laughs> yeah. That's always the one that gets me. It's like, there's no way I've been doing this for three. Wait, what? Really? That's I'm like, that's three phones and two providers. <laughs> it's been a minute. <laughs> it, but yeah. Um, so, um, they one of the things they're adding global gets a uh, a new LD weapon for Balthier, the series. It's kind of nice. This is uh, that they're doing lots of uh, little stuff to make for global first to mm-hmm. help keep it interesting. Yeah, normally, I know one Japanese of the I, get it first, and it becomes a thing where it's like, okay, you have the global foresight of this is what happened six months ago. We plan everything out. We know how it's going to go. So that does help keep it fun and exciting and interesting. Hmm. But it's also nice when when they they notice that you know the global community is actually very important and they uh, they give them a little bit of love too. Yeah. Um, some other things included with their third anniversary are uh, free draw campaigns. Um, there's free login bonuses, of course. Um, daily multi draws. Uh, you get a ticket every day. You log in and you can uh, get a, a ten plus one draw. I uh, haven't gotten terribly lucky on on those, but it's nice that you don't get any of the uh, bronze gear. It's all silver and gold. Yeah, I mean, I blew a bit of not as much as I was expecting to, but I had a fucked up gem stashed up for Ramza and I got his LD inburst. So I am very happy. Ramza is best. Yeah, I've been everyone loves Ramza. pretty good at getting the uh, EX weapons, but I haven't gotten a, a ton of uh, burst weapons. Um, gem yeah. drops haven't been that lucky for me, so. Oh, I did the Diablos thing like crazy, so I got something like 40,000 out of that. Yeah, I, I, I've been taking less time, or putting less time into that game as well, so I, I go and do, do my daily stuff, you know, I'll do the daily hunt, um, and get those bonuses. Also, I wish they would come up with a, a, a better gill sink. I hate having uh, capped gill all the time. Same. And it would be also nice if they would imp- uh, make changes to the armor system. I mean, we get a lot of uh, high-end weapons, but we have to buy all the high-end armor with the tokens, and we don't get enough of those. Yeah. No, agreed. And, like, the really good stuff, you do have to be clearing the highest level content, and that can be a bit of a struggle yeah. there. And if if I'm always capped on gill and armor uh, orbs, you know, it's... It, it's it, frustrating. You start to fill up my inventory, and it's like, come on, give me something oh. to spend them on. One thing they did add with the most recent, they added a guy from FF2 as the most recent character, mm-hmm. and they did add uh, chocobo panel missions, those little uh, tic-tac-toe bingo-style grids where if, as you complete the missions, you get bonus rewards for them. Uh, they added one where uh, and as you enhance the character, you also receive additional things that make it easy to do. So like if you put uh, finish his Ifrit summon boards, you get 6,500 Shiva points to finish his Shiva summon boards as well. Oh, okay. I'll have to look into that because so, I'm still working on some of those too. Yeah. With the number of characters they have and how long things have been going, uh, there can be a little bit of like, okay, why should I invest all the effort to bring this character in? So making it a little bit easier for new characters is a nice touch. Yep, definitely. But... Uh, congrats on making it three years uh, to Defu. It's a fun little game, and I'll still keep playing it. You know, maybe put a little bit more time into it every once in a while. 
Uh, it's also just fun to see the story scenes and how think about how the characters from different games might interact, especially uh, as they compare the differences of their worlds. Yep, I will, I've had a lot of fun looking at the Type Zero characters and how they interact with the rest. I will say that this is probably the best uh, Dissidia game. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a little gotcha game. All right. Um, yeah, honestly. <laughs> like, like, how long did the original Dissidia last? Like, it was really cool for about six months, and then it went into, like, multiplayer, and then we upgraded the crap out of it into Duodesim, which flopped, and then we had the arcade game, which flopped, and then we have this that's been going for three years. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, actually, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you get to play as all the characters, not just, like, the series headliners. There are a lot of them that I'm really, really fond of, and, like, getting to actually have hope in my team sometimes is nice. Right, and we have the added benefit of, like, this is being more turn-based and this being more party-based, as opposed to welcome to a one-on-one or a three-on-three fighter. Mm-hmm. That's not a genre that is going to attract a lot of Final Fantasy players, so exactly, I'm glad they did it the way they did. Yep, it's a little bit uh, easier. Um a little bit of uh, Xbox Game Pass news. Uh, Final Fantasy XII The Zodiac Age is uh, heading to Game Pass on February 11th. Uh, this article I found from Kotaku. Let me go ahead and copy-paste that. Um, but back in 2019, uh, Microsoft promised to get uh, a, a number of the uh, mainline Final Fantasy games into Game Pass. Um, recently, Final Fantasy XV was in there, and that just left at the end of last month. Um, but now they're adding Final Fantasy XII, uh, which a lot of people have really been enjoying that game, uh, especially the Zodiac Age version, where they uh, it's more like the international version, where it's a little bit different than the w- version that we got from release on PlayStation 2. Um, I would yeah, say- there's, like, there's like jobs, basically, and you can yep. have a more streamlined... Basically, it's an option of, do you want to have this giant grid that you pick everything from, or... Do you want us to pick for you so that you can just play through the game? Yep. Also, making it uh, differentiate your characters a bit is something I always appreciate. I was just talking about this earlier today, actually. Stuff like where with Final Fantasy VIII, where like when you were switching characters, you have the option to just copy the stat boosts over wholesale to someone else. Mm-hmm. It's like, wow, your characters really are interchangeable. Yeah, also, yeah. the fact that they fix a lot of the other bugs that are in there. Like, if you open a certain chest at a certain time, you don't get access to uh, some endgame weapons, so... So yeah, here, good times. Exactly. Um, it's a good, it's a good set of upgrades. I keep meaning to buy it, but then I'm like, oh right, I need to beat this thing. Oh right, I still pay fourteen every month. Oh yeah, <laughs> but it's on my to do list. Yeah, it is. And I good. mean, if you like a lot of that Evolution stuff, uh, you enjoy the stuff that's a bit more of like the politicking uh, and the really deep, rich storytelling. Especially now that we're at a place where we can enjoy politicking again. Yeah, well, enjoys a is a interesting. I piece don't of have this weird dread at the back of my head all the time anymore. Yeah. Okay. How about that? And you don't necessarily feel like playing a uh, a turn based uh, tactical style game. Um. Also, the the thing that was noted is uh, the service has not yet uh, seen uh, Final Fantasy X or X two added nor any of the final fantasy 13 trilogy games uh so hopefully those will get added to uh game pass uh, as promised soon so 13 13 franchise was released on xbox right Mm, but it's not part of this service oh gotcha yep this is probably a matter more of like rights or some other type of thing going on but given that they were saying that they wanted to bring all of uh, them to the service like during the upcoming year 
it's a little troubling that they can't even manage to have two at the same time. Yeah, that is weird. Who knows? We don't know what what all happened behind closed doors, you know, as far as licensing rights, but uh, it's yeah. just nice to be able to see more people play these games, you know, and, and the fact that it's part of a subscription service that where you can play it as much as you want while it's available. It's kind of nice without having to, you know, necessarily buy it outright. Plus, it gives also, that psychological benefit of you don't have to pay for this. It's just available for a limited time. And now you've got a whole bunch of people playing it and talking about it for that limited time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like having it funnel so like you have a bunch of people playing it and can talk about it actually seems like something a little more useful in terms of building communities around games. All right, let's go ahead and start jumping into some Final Fantasy 14 news because there is a shit ton of it. Oh my god, so for anybody who has been living under a rock or doesn't actually play 14, because I know there's a few of you, uh, yesterday was a little busy. Yep. Uh, we had a live letter, we had a showcase, basically everything that was supposed to show up in three fan fests, so like six days of stuff, mm. all got crammed into like five hours of presentation. Not it's a lot quite. of stuff. Not quite. Um, they are uh, having that follow-up event, but still, at least two fan fests worth. Yeah. Yeah. At, at least a keynote and a half's worth, maybe. <laughs> they crammed yes. a lot of announcements but into that. Before this. we get to that, we actually had something else happen this week. Patch 4.5 released in, in, in Final Fantasy fourteen as well. And that released on Groundhog's Day. Um, we got some updates to the Resistance Weapon quest. We got... Uh, go ahead. Including that big 48-person duty. <laughs> duty. Oh, God. The, well, there, there's that's the savage version of it. There's a 24-man uh, normal oh, version oh. as well. Right. Um, but yeah, that, uh, so that's added in there, the, the Delibrum Regine. Yep. Um, uh, translates to Queen's Shrine. Yep, so... Which all of this will make more sense if you've been following the Save the Queen storyline. Correct. Um, we've also gotten a blue mage update. The uh, cap is now going to 70 with new blue magic to learn, uh, new uh, job specific equipment and uh, additions to the blue mage log. And then Sarah's favorite stuff, all the updates to sky steel tools. I am in the diadem right now. Wow, it looks very different in the diadem. I, I don't see any monsters back there, Sarah. Well, uh, I went crazy with an etheromatic auger before we started. Uh, and I didn't realize it had so many walls. I'm in hiding in a cave. There's some good mining points in here. <laughs> I can go all night. Fair enough. <laughs> Plus the, uh, the, uh, the new emotes, hairstyles, furnishings, mounts, minions, yada, yada, yada. Please all look forward stuff. to it. But, like uh, Talas was talking about, yes, last night... We had our uh, announcement showcase, which gave us a new trailer for a new expansion. Are we doing the voices now? I don't know. I just felt like doing that. It's just kind of funny. Dang it, I was trying to copy-paste this and it wouldn't go. Copy-paste this, please. The voice to distract us by the fact that the copy-paste wasn't working? <laughs> yes, it's not working. Okay, still. perfect. Oh, there we go. So we're not going to play it in the podcast, um, but if you guys want to check it out or you haven't seen it, um, I put a link to the new uh, uh, trailer in the notes. It will be in the show notes as well, and uh, we do actually have a link in our Discord. But holy crap. 
We're going to the moon, folks. Maybe. Yep. No, we are. We're going to the moon. We're we're going to the moon. It's it's this confirmed. This is not the first time that we've been to the moon in this franchise. God, this is not the first time that we've gone to this, the moon. Th- this is the Final Fantasy IV expansion, basically. And technically, in one of the games, the moon came to us. But in this game, the moon came to us, or one of the moons. Okay, yes. <laughs> we <laughs> threw the moon at a dude because the dude was being a dick. <laughs> it's okay. We beat the dude up. <sighs> um, anyway, for, for those of you, for what it's worth, I was thinking specifically of Final Fantasy VIII with the lunar cry phenomenon uh, that sent all the monsters from the moon. Fair. Yeah, no, we had four, eight, and now fourteen, six point oh. But yeah, it's it's looking pretty fun. Yep. Um, this is the Paladin expansion. So for all you Paladins out there, you're gonna get a little bit of love. The uh, Warrior of Light is uh, featured prominently as a Paladin in the trailer. Um, so the new pat, the new expansion, not patch, new expansion is called Endwalker and is announced for fall of 2021. Uh, Yoshida had specified that due to COVID, uh, it did push their, uh, um, all of their, uh, timelines back. And, uh, instead of being able to go summer, like they had been in the past two expansions, this one is going to be coming out in fall, which I'm okay yeah. with. I'm perfectly I okay mean- with. All right, with it. We're going to have a 5.5 in the interim, so we still have the same spacing mm-hmm. between things. And we were already pushed back, so going from here, it seems like it's going to be a really simply similar schedule. Yep. I would rather they not rush things and make sure that everything is ready to go, um, because 6.0 is going to be uh, an end of an era, realistically. Um, they they also well, specified... Yeah, we'll get into the details on that in a moment. Okay. Um, so yeah, It's further down in the thing. You're right. Next thing that they talked about were the jobs. We're getting two of them. And they gave us one of them. The one that most people I know have been begging for. Not the specific job, but just there has been a lot of demand for another healer. Yes, and I, they know. I mean, the fact that there are only three healers and four tanks and uh, a shit ton of DPS. Um, we are getting a new healer. The Sage. Not chemist like everybody else thought it was going to be. No, nope. yeah, I totally thought they were going to do some kind of apothecary thing. I did too, but here we are. Teasing bastards. Uh, it's going to have a uh, Final Fantasy XIV specific weapon called the New Lith. Which translates to New Stones, so... It's not even sure what to make of that. I, four it is a weird name. Floating ethereal chemical laser beam thingies. <laughs> can I uh, can I dip in here and kind of go with where these are coming from? Sure. Okay. So back in who? Wa- okay, who watched Dad of Light? Be honest. I watched a couple episodes. Anyway, I never did. So <sighs> if we remember, the original blogger um, uh, Mady mm-hmm. actually passed away, and as one of the kind of bonding moments that Mady had with Yoshi P. Uh, Yoshi P gifted them a new Gundam model kit and they, you know, they bonded over their love of Gundam and Final Fantasy. Well, the new Gundam RX 93 for anybody who has never seen it before uh, has a backpack with a whole bunch of individually controlled AI multi-part laser cannons called funnels. In space, the funnels would launch off their back and give them access to you know, they would basically be their own tank while their funnels would do all their attacking for them. Or the funnels would be able to channel 
enemies into a spot where they could use a heavier weapon to hit them. The weapons that the Sage uses look like funnels from a Gundam. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, funnels, bits, whatever you want to call them. It depends on the series, depends on the universe. Uh, Funnels is the more generally used term. Uh, Grimhelm. So yeah, the new Gundam definitely is designed with that. That new Gundam kit was actually the one that was given to Matey. So this is the fact that they are calling it uh, what did what did you say the weapon was called? Uh, new Lith. New Lith. It's called the New, effectively. And I actually looked up the Katakana, and it is the same. So this is very much an homage to that. Okay, that's oh. pretty cool, actually. So, um, is that mean that our G Warrior is going to be uh, Sage mode confirmed? <laughs> I that would be cool. <laughs> I do kind of wonder what like the various other versions of it, like that one that's shown is of course the iconic artifact, whatever equivalent. Mm-hmm. But there will have to be like primal versions or the crafted ones, and I'm kind of curious what sort of motifs will go with for that. I want floating ifrit rocks. Like I'd be super down with that. Nails. Oh man. It- there can be a Moogle one that's just like, it's just Moogles. It's just Moogles that shoot lasers from their face. Beautiful. From their palms. Really? Um, so I'm now going to be a sage with the, uh, with the Moogle minion. So I'm just going to have like nine mini Moogles floating around my head. It probably won't be that, but it would be funny if it was. Yeah. I want it to be. Chili and Chad saying that, uh, you know, it, the other new jobs didn't get uh, primal weapons, so the likelihood that we get them for this is going to be pretty low. Well, at least like we the Sukiyomi or like the Seiryu or things like that. We can dream. Let Those us be these- happy. Damn it. We yeah. have cool things to be happy about. Yeah. We at least get ones that are in the right level range for it. So some of the later primal weapons, I would think. Yep. Uh, I'm just happy that we're getting another healer to really balance out our roles. Yep. And it's going to be yeah. a barrier type healer. So we're going to have two barrier type healers. And then I wonder what that's going to mean for. Uh, um, uh, so they didn't mention Astrologian is going to be changed up to be more of a uh, pure healer like White Mages. Okay. Yep. Which I heard some amount of, oh my God, they're going to ruin Astrologian, and some amount of, meh, I never used Nocturnal Sect anyways. And it's going to start at level 70. Um, cool. And it will be unlockable in Limsa. So as, as long as you have End, Endwalker uh, registered to your account, once that uh, launches, you'll be able to go and uh, unlock your Sage mode. And have a Very level cool. 70 job already. Well, you'll have a level yeah. 80 job. Most likely. Yeah, yeah, but they're you, also thinking like for new players, especially if there's someone who's you like, have to oh, already have a, new, a level seventy job before you can unlock it. Yeah, like if you have, sometimes you'll have new players who are like, oh my gosh, this one looks really cool. I'm willing to join for it. I think that actually did happen a lot with Red Mage. Yep. But yeah, but if you walk in the door 50. and they go, "Welcome to level one. Here's your stick, a mismatched set of gear, and you're not wearing pants." <laughs> not interested i want to start at level 50 and i want to stab things all right now what i was <laughs> trying to get into before sarah rudely interrupted me on this um mm. so this is going to mark the end of the heidelin and zodiac storyline um then they went over um the names of the different uh expansions so 2.0 was a sunrise over a realm reborn is kind of how it was uh, determined yeah. it was you know a brand oh, new actually, start this is symbolism. Let me tell this one. <sighs> it's symbolism. I wallow in this shit. 
He does. Not literally, except you, maybe you literally. are a pig. So oh, definitely literal. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways, yeah, they compared the entire uh, arc of the storyline, starting all the way back at a realm reborn to the cycle of a day, the light and dark. So a realm reborn was compared to the sunrise, the new sun over this uh, dawning of this new world. Heaven's word, there is the focus of like this cold blue sky, like the sort of like the bright uh, day, daylight kind of point of our cycle. So we've had our dawning, then into like a clear bright sky, continuing on into storm blood, kind of a almost sunsetty crimson twilight. In fact, I think that was actually a name they used for one of them, wasn't it? Or they used crimson liberation for part of it. But they, there was, crimson, yeah. especially with the having us go to the east. Uh, having the uh, going back and forth between that and then returning, so you have like the sunset as part of that. Shadow bringers being the night time, we're actually literally bringing the night back to the first, so uh, progressing past that into this cold, dark night, and then finally finishing the cycle with 6.0 as a new dawn. So we've gone over the expansions through this entire day-night cycle, and we're finally closing out that cycle. Yep. And as we finish... It's a little hackneyed and overdone in terms of, like, the big sweeping imagery, but honestly, I'm into it. And, and once we finish the, the storyline for the 6.0 expansion, that will end uh, the Heidelin Zodiac story. Yeah, that's a little bit of a departure from normal. normal so, like, with Shadowbringers... Uh, we went through, we finished 5.0 with the uh, the entire set piece in Amra with Emmett Selk, but there was still more of that story, and it wasn't until 5.3 that it actually concluded. Mm -hmm. uh, same thing with Heaven's Word. Even after we defeated King Thordan, there was still a lot to do to close out the Dragon Song War. A lot of fighting so it's with Nidhogg been... and things like that. Exactly. Uh, there was the entire process of working towards the complete closing out of the war. Uh, and that's... That has generally been a thing, like, there'll be a big climactic thing to finish out the .0 expa uh, patch expansion, but they still have a bit more of a story to tell and to finish off, and usually around .3 is where they actually finish that one and start with the new one. Yep. So the fact that they're planning to close it out at the 6.0 is a bit of departure from normal. Now, I wonder if this was something they were tr going to initially try to put into the 5.x storyline, but they didn't have enough time to do so. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. I feel, I feel like this is like big and sweeping and epic enough. I mean, if they need to add new areas for it. Mm -hmm. And that's maybe why they ended up going the route that they did was, you know, so they gave us the new areas, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Um, and we're going to be going to certain spots that we've been asking to go to for a while besides the moon. Um, but uh, Who once, wanted to go to the moon? It's cold and airless. Well, we wanted to go to the moon since what? Two point something? Yeah. Or was it three point something? Well, whenever I mean, they showed the just, moon. Part of that just started as like joking and shitposting that then came true, like a lot of our shitposts seem to. Yeah. That's yeah. so funny now that I think about it. So basically, we've learned that it, they listen to our shitposts. If you shitpost it, they will come. Yes. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> um, but once that's over, there's going to be an entirely new storyline and adventure starting in patch 6.1. Yeah, I think that's one thing people were concerned about once the Hotland Zodiac story does reach its completion is at the end for the game as a whole. It's, it is not, and is also not the end of Yoshida's involvement in the game. You know, he is in charge of Business Division 3, 
um, which is doing Final Fantasy 16 and is doing a lot of other games. But he is going to be continuing with Final Fantasy 14 for as long as uh, the CEO lets him. He full on described it as his life's work. It, it is. And realistically, he took this game and turned it around and, and made Square Enix profitable again. Yeah. I mean, literally. He is in no uncertain terms the reason why the 7 remake happened. And why we're getting Final Fantasy 16 and why um, everything is just really going well for Square Enix at this point. And that means he gets to do some amount of what he wants. And if he wants to keep working on the MMO, he gets to keep working on the MMO. Well, yeah. Yeah. Probably. I can't actually claim to know what goes on in like the internal whatnots. And, and they did confirm that our search uh, for answers to the many th- questions in the game will take us to the moon. Uh, some, some burning questions remain. What brought Few. about the final days? What became of Heidelin and Zodiac? What will be the Garlean Empire's fate? What is Xenos and Fandaniel's aim? And what is to be found on the moon? Besides rocks and uh, no air and um, and whalers. Carrying harpoons. That's going to be totally be humming ways. They're whalers on the moon. They carry a harpoon. Dragoons on the moon! Floor tanks on the moon? Exactly! That's how we'll get there. We will just jump from the highland to the moon. But then we'll land right back on Highland because it turned out we used the one that returns you to your original position. And then we'll be like, damn it. And then we'll hit the other jump and then we'll move properly. But then you'll die. At least that's how my experience dragooning usually goes. <sighs> no, you'll just do the pole dance Hi. one that doesn't exist anymore and um, yeah. make, make lots of gill. <sighs> oh, dragoons. <sighs> we love you. Well, you are, dragoons already had their expansion. So no, that's not how it works. I was kind of hoping that they would make the warrior fly to healer in the trailer for once. No, Alphano actually gets to be the new healer. Oh, like they actually put the twins in the trailer. I was so happy. They never get to be in the trailer. Yep. And Alphano actually does make uh, the sage job look kind of badass. I have to say he he does it well. Which I mean, it's Alphano. Alphano is for dunking on, not making things look cool. Yeah, Alphano's bad, like, just historically bad, and then all of a sudden he's not. And I'm like, oh, I guess he grew up. It's time. But I kind of liked dunking on him. I liked making fun of him. Well, okay, still like, can, anyone, did anyone not choose the artist Alphano and his assistants in that one scene? Oh, God, no. That I definitely is the did. correct choice. I absolutely picked that one because it was funny. Moving on. Uh, some 6.0 features. Uh, surprising nobody, level cap is raised to 90. New baby. Um, the new areas that they are going to be bringing to uh, 6.0 include Thavnair and, 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 mm. and the city Rads Atan, which they, okay. they noted is the small town. Yeah, there's always two. One's a small one, one's a big one. Like you had, your small one was Yulmore, your big one was the Crestarium, mm-hmm. your small one was Ralgar's Reach, your big one was Kugane, mm-hmm. your small one was Idleshire, your big one is uh, Ishgard. Your and home area, and then you're sitting around an idling area. Mm-hmm. The area where you get to spend your tombstones, and the area where you get to do crafting-related things. 
Yep. So we spend our tombstones in, in Yulmore. And you do crafting related things in the Crystarium. You can do crafting related things in Yulmore too. Well, yeah, but like the crystal, uh, the crystal and mean is in Crystarium. That's true. Uh, so yeah, also when we got to see Thavnir, so you've got like this big city on top of the pillar with that winding river and with even like the birds fly across. Did anyone else get monetary vibes out of that? I totally feel like they were trying to invoke the appearance of the monetary a little bit. I don't know, but it was really bright and colorful. Oh yeah. The architecture was really interesting. Some of the, the, the pictures and, and the symbolism that they're utilizing there, it's, it's very different from anything we've seen in the game yet. Technically, no, in that it's similar to a lot of the motifs we saw in the Lost Canals of Uznair, which are supposed to be beneath Thavnir, so kind of works. But it's dark and damp and dingy, so it's not well, as... Well, yes, it's the sewers beneath, but there's still a lot of the same motifs and at least a lot of the colors, even if they're They don't pop bit... out as much as they do in, in, in the city that we see, okay? Well, yeah, because you're in the sewers. <laughs> it all fits together. So we're ninja we just turtles. Should have, like, instead of going deeper for treasure, we should have just been looking for a thing upwards and climb up there and hit the etherite. And bam, we would have been there like a couple expansions ago. No vision. Sarah, you have found the most powerful bonding agent on the planet to be able to connect all of these things. Thank you. And, and again, it kind of works. Thank you. I'm impressed. Well, they say hindsight is 2020. Yeah, like this is I'm one out. of the reasons. Done. Done. This <laughs> is one of the reasons to be a lore monger. You get to know all of this random shit, and occasionally you get to connect it together into some conspiracy type thing, and then toss it out there and see how many people go for it. It's fun. I hate that this exact sentence has been said in some form fashion on every podcast I've ever been part of or listened to in my entire life. All you have to do to be X is acquire a bunch of shit and then it all works together and you do the thing you like. I mean, in my case, that included like a full on master's degree. So I'm not saying this is easy. No, I import cars because I started reading manga. Life is weird. (laughs) Like just stuff happens, man. All I heard is share share shit posts and, uh, and, and, and now he thinks he's all that. I mean, I've, <laughs> I have had uh, other shit posts come true in really uncomfortable ways. I'm Witness not defending the, you anymore, bud. Good luck. <laughs> uh, no, like, there was a place I worked at that decided to have a diversity luncheon thing during Pride Month. And I joked that clearly they were going to be serving hot dogs and fish tacos. They actually did. I'm not... This was an area that was also somewhat, like red leaning so i am not quite sure how intentional or thought out or if maybe the people who were put in charge of implementing because it, it was a national company didn't really like it and this was their way of protesting it but it happened and i was like no it was just a joke why are you actually serving fish tacos for this so yeah we're also going to gar them all guys <laughs> thank god there's a video game that we can talk about <laughs> all but, right but it's not the Garlemald we were expecting to see. Uh, it I looks mean, a little worse for wear. Whole, Dude, Garlemald looks like crap. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> that whole Civil War thing. Mm-hmm. They do. I mean, I that that thing is. 
I'm not sure if you're playing the same game that I have been. We have literally been part of so many wars at this point. Yes, but when we're part of the war, we're like the unstoppable force that goes through and sweeps directly for the leader with relatively minimal casualties. They don't have a warrior of light on either of the sides, so it's going to be messy. They've been trying to make warriors of light. <laughs> warrior of light, get in the robot. Like, that's what they've been doing, and it didn't work well. They were more, like, uh, for that, they were more just trying to make copies of their best generals. Also, this was by the Frollo guy who wants to burn out the evil, so I don't know what kind of results you can expect from him. They've also been, you know, experimenting with the uh, artificial echo. Yeah, but they're still not trying to make a warrior of light. Like, they're trying to make something significantly more, for lack of a better word, dickish. You know I'm right about this. Anyway, so we're done with Garlemald. Well, Grimhelm uh, actually don't brought like something up well. pretty interesting. He's saying that that we as Warrior of Light are the tactical nuke, and Xenos is uh, the Warrior of Light's dark reflection. Which, Kinda, yeah. That's the closest that's thing that they way. have to a Warrior of Light is Xenos, I would say. Which kind he, of, yeah. He is imbued with with the uh, the artificial echo, and then with uh, everything else that's been going on, he has developed a. Uh, some very intriguing powers so and his uh narrow-mindedness is you know or single-mindedness how is that his narrow vision yeah um you know wanting to uh say hi to his friend his slash enemy slash us he's he's always bored we made him feel something so now he's in love with us in a sick, twisted way, kind of? No, he is. He, he's absolutely in a sick, uh, enamored with way. us. Yeah. Xenos will be the new Melee job they announce at FanFest. <laughs> Not even Xenos is, like, Xenos is an example of this job, just the job is Xenos. Yeah, you turn into Xenos. Big, big badonkadonk and all. The soul uh, crystal is shaped like the golf bag of samurai swords. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that, so Garlemald is the other area we're going to be going into, or one of the areas that they told us about. There might be more others, so we'll see. Um, we, there will be new beast tribes, and they showed us, uh, the Matanga, the elephant the people. Elephants. That is going to be so awkward the first time you ride up there on your elephant mount. Yeah. Are we doing a hate crime? Yeah, pro- I mean, dude, when have we not? Yes, yes. Oh. Well, we we could always ride on the uh, the um. What's the the the, the um? Where's the going? The Koshi? Yes, the yes yes one. What's shy? Yes, <clears throat> yes. What? <laughs> Why? Are, that's not a hate crime because the Namazu are awful. <laughs> that's 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 correct. Also, if it was like a giant floating Namazu head, then that would be problematic. But they asked us to help with their celebration. They did. Um, the, the particular tribe we're going to be working with is the Arkasodara tribe. I believe that's close to Yeah, the pronunciation was slightly different from what I expected, but Arkasodara, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm going by what it's spelled as. Um, we'll yeah, find out. I remember when he said it, it was slightly different from what I expected. But yeah, they're giant blue elephant people. And there are going to be others, and they even hinted about a certain type of uh, tribe 
maybe on the moon? The poo-poos. Poo-poo? I am expecting humming ways myself. Uh, like, naming way in Final Fantasy IV, who would let you change your character's names, uh, was turned out to be part of a tribe referred to as the humming ways. Rabbits mm-hmm. that live on the moon. It fits with Japanese mythology at that. I was going to say, I was like, is this the uh, Tsukino Usagi thing? Poo-poo. Humming ways. Poo-poo. I mean, yes. Some type of alien thing is also a possibility. I kind of... I want if that as gonna... a mount. I want the, the, the UFO as a mount, damn it. <laughs> that would actually be pretty funny. Although the one thing I wonder about is, if we're going with a similar model to before three beast tribes, a combat one, a gathering one, and a crafting one, like, what would it be for the moon? Like, is, are there going to be actual crafting or gathering, po- or cra- gathering points on the moon? It would be a great crafting place. Any... A crafting place, maybe, but like, botany type stuff? I mean, mining, I could see, but... Or fishing? Are there going to be fishing holes on the moon? We're whalers on the moon. We carry a harpoon. I mean, I guess there could be spearfishing on the moon. God damn fair, it! Why do fair, all the shit come through? <laughs> Wherever you go, if there is fishing, you're going to do it no matter what. Yes. Yes. This is what then, this is known. Chili then says, enjoy it. Chili says have we have we have lava I'm fishing. I'm back down to about eight big fish left, by the way. And we have cloud fishing, so moon fishing confirmed. <sighs> I mean, if that just upend, if that is a thing, that's going to upend a lot of our assumptions about the moon. And all right, so You're we're fine. we're going to have new yeah, threats. This one was cool. They showed Anima. That was Seymour's mom. That was pretty freaking awesome. More people than I am comfortable with started going on about MILFs at that point. Why are people yeah. horny for Adam? I, um, COVID's bad, yo. But the I cool... Mean, you, Go ahead. You had, the whole re- you had the whole Resident Evil thing, but those, they were at least like, okay, it is at least a giant woman. What the hell is with anima fuckers? I got nothing for you. I got nothing, man. You're pushing. You're pushing real hard, and I don't know what to do to help you. This is thing, and I don't understand it, bro. I don't understand it either. Just let it happen. The one let it happen. Cool thing that they talked about though was the original creator of Anima for Final Fantasy X is actually on the Final Fantasy XIV art team, and they got him to to create the assets for Final Fantasy XIV. Yeah, I do wonder how Anima's going to fit into it. Will it be a primal? Will it just be a strange beast of whatever sort that we end up fighting? Xenos is, is going to summon it. Another... Hmm? Will this be the equivalent of like the weapons or the four lords or whatnot quests? It could tie into Whirlit, maybe. Oh no, just the equivalent in that like you've got this like series of trials. Mm, no, I think it's just going to be a one-off thing. It's probably going to be no storyline. No idea at this point. It's either going to be tied to Xenos, or it's going to be tied to the uh, the Whirlit, potentially. I don't know. Oh god, is it about, like, does Xenos have mommy issues? Dude, absolutely. Yeah, An- Anima Grimhel is Xenos' says it's Van Daniel's form. Oh, that's honestly kind of plausible. Huh. <laughs> Chili, he has every type of issues. He does. Oh. Accurate. Do you think I can borrow his National Geographics? 
I hate it. Thanks. <laughs> uh, they showed some artwork of the new dungeons we'll be getting. Uh, they didn't give any specifics as to the actual dungeons, but uh, there was one that was uh, looked like a burning area in Thavnir with a giant statue. Uh, another one showed um, something very Voidarkish. And then they all, they had the one that looked like a garley and uh, a train station or something. I know a lot of people hoping that we get Doom Train out of that. We already had Doom Train. We had the Phantom Train. Oh, that's right. Doom Train is is from uh, eight. Yep. Phantom, but people were saying Suplex. I'm like, why are you guys saying Suplex? We already had got to Suplex a train. We never actually got to Suplex mm. a train. We got the train that got suplexed, though, so... Yeah, but, okay, it was my greatest disappointment that there was not, like, a duty action or some type of sequence within it for, like, the DPS check or whatever where the train got suplexed. Like, great fight all in all, but that was such a missed opportunity. Suplex the damn train. You suplex the damn train. I you really wanted to. Wanted you wanted to really bad, I could tell. It's like, you're telling me to is, suplex the damn train? Is, is that a euphemism for something? Train. No. I'm just ranting. You should probably <laughs> ignore me at this point. Um, Seems safe. New raids. Uh, they, they gave us a little bit of information on the eight-man raid, which is going to be uh, Pandemonium. That's an interesting choice. I was pretty excited to see it, because it's like, okay, cool. Pandemonium, always one of those darker modes when it does show up, but I felt like there was more like our notes say La Habrea artwork. Yeah, there was so, La Habrea artwork on it, basically. Well, so there's an interesting tie-in with that, but you go ahead first. I just, the way I'm looking at it, like, yes, I'm seeing La Habrea, but I'm also just seeing general, like, Asian kind of artwork, and, like, is Pandemonium going to be more tied to Asians as everything in this game is tied to Asians in some way? There's um, a long history. Yeah. It seems like so, that's what they were going for. It could um, also be something totally different. Maybe they're just using the uh, the ASEAN artwork as a uh, red herring. Uh, so there's a deep lore link that I want to throw in here just for the whole, like, making references to various ones. So you know how each of those ASEANs uh, kind of has a link to a Zodiac sign and also to one of the espers from uh, the... There's a whole FF12 tie-in, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. So La Habrea, the Abyssal Celebrant, was associated with Pisces, and his counterpart was Mateus. Mm -hmm. Now, if we're talking Pandemonium, uh, and we're thinking about the places where it showed up, it did show up in Final Fantasy IX, and that's where a lot of American players are going to know it from, but it also showed up in Final Fantasy II, where it was the place where you went up against uh, the Emperor, uh, who God. in a lot of has been named as Emperor Mateus Palamacia. Forgot about that. Okay. Yeah, so I'm expecting some type of interesting FF2 tie-in. Maybe La Habre is going to whip off the robes and be in that David Bowie getup. <laughs> I don't hate that. I also still want to kill him. He's going to be a space oddity I mean, on the moon? Maybe. But in the end, well we played. were the real. In the end, we were the space oddity. Can you do, like, some Twilight Zone music here in post? No. Okay. No. By the way, for those of you uh, listening, that does mean yes, but he's not gonna. <laughs> <laughs> Reasonable. You can't indulge me too much. It just ends in tragedy. It does. I've, I've learned. 
But so yeah, the like once I saw the La Habrea thing, I was instantly wondering, like the whole Pisces, Mateus, Mateus, Palinicia, Emperor, Pandemonium connection. I feel like at the very least, there's gonna be some slight nod to it. Otherwise, that feels like way too much of a coincidence. But it, good and, chance it's going to be on the moon. Uh, Grimhelm thinking moon, moon, moon raid uh, going through the remains of their base on the moon. And Chili in the chat is also mentioning, and I've seen this pointed out, some of those dungeon preview images, we saw something that looked rather a lot like FF4's Magus Sisters. Hmm. There's a lot of FF4 stuff that they, that in last <laughs> night's uh, um, announcement showcase, yeah. so... And the Magus sisters do show up in Final Fantasy X as an optional summon, which is where Anima's from. They also show up in FF11. The Shikari yeah. sisters are directly based off of the Magus sisters, mm -hmm. and in the Japanese one, they have the proper names. I feel like in 11 and 14, like 14 is just, let's be real, it's, it's Disneyland for Final Fantasy fans. Like, it's just, there's lots of cool stuff to do. 11 definitely is sort of its own little weird oddity where everything that shows up in 11 the game's 20 years old. Like, of course, it showed up in 11. Like, everything has showed up in 11 at this point. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of stuff that's callbacks to callbacks, and it's pretty interesting to figure out how it all uh, intertwines. Just, like, taking this base form of an idea and thinking about all the different ways you can riff on it. But yeah, it would be nice to see Cindy, Sandy, and Mindy make the game. That'd be cool. I'd be down. Um, and then they showed... Uh, or They didn't show anything about the 24-man raid, but they did specify... Um, that the info will be coming at the Digital Fan Fest, and it is an original Final Fantasy XIV uh, storyline based on something steeped in mystery. Uh, predictions right now are that it has to do with the uh, very, very early on uh, referred to and never again revisited presence of Silver Tear Lake. Hmm, interesting. Like, this is one that goes back to 1.0. It was hinted that there's something there but unclear what well now that we're not having to use that to send the crystal tower back to, or to the first maybe there's something else under there maybe so who knows um then they talked about uh, some new small scale pvp stuff um are we doing like a, it's it's gonna be like like we're talking the other night like it's gonna be like the feast kind of a retool if that, they're gonna go yeah, small scale yeah they're not uh it's not gonna be like rival wings or uh the things like they have um the uh the frontline stuff yes that that's what yeah. i was thinking of so there might be uh something more that's going to be um potentially used in a uh an esports kind of thing who knows it pissed some people off because they might be removing feast if it does well and it's right. pvp it's gonna change and evolve that's what it does i have heard some reasonably credible claims that a lot of feast matches are kind of like brokered and planned out in advance behind the scenes with wins trading and the like i, I don't know how much credence to lend to that i hope but that's if that's not something the case. that I know if it's something that's happening, I can see why they want to say, hey, let's do a thing to reset it early on. Like it, people were doing some of that before they had the uh, um, the, the current seasons the way they have them now. Mm -hmm. But um, the way it's been changed, it's very different. So I haven't set. I've heard that since. there is still some amount of that going on. Mm -hmm. Well, whatever. I don't it, know it how is. much credence to lend to that, but I probably won't touch it. I'm not much yeah. of a PvP guy. 
I won't. I like front that lines. Sucks. That's been kind of fun. The only time I played PvP was to get Garo stuff. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, I can buy it with uh, with gold saucer points if I don't want to die it. So I just bought a lot of it undiable and called it done. Okay. Um, and then there's also going to be obviously side quests. Um, and they men specifically mentioned that they're going to be updating the roll quest system. Um, they're changing it from four different types to five. Um, there's going to be the tank, the healer. Then they're going to have melee and physical range DPS. And then magic yeah originally the uh two types of physical dps were combined but they'll be splitting them off into their own which is kind of nice like being able to given that the it often plays off of the strengths or skills of one and there is a definite difference between the melee and ranged yes definitely um new gear and recipes chili's favorite bit of the new of news standing is going to be a trust I mean, they needed to add someone, especially since we no longer have Reen to act as our, like, roguey person. Yep. That's true. And also, like, Estinian's been figuring more and more in the plot. Plus, also, it makes a lot of people really, really angry. <laughs> Chili being one Chili. of them. Chili, <laughs> I'm a healer. I can use rescue to kill. Why does everyone do that? It makes it hard to it's funny, okay? When we were doing the twin-headed Leviathan a couple of months ago, that's all healers would do, is they would line up, find the idiot, cast rescue, watch them go in, get shot in the face with water, and then die. We did it all the time. Okay, like, Spender rescued me across the gap a couple times. It turns out if you get rescued across the gap, you just plummet. Yep. Shock! Um, uh, gold saucer updates. They're going to be adding some pretty large scale game um, attractions. Um, a lot of people are hoping that means Blitzball. Really? Yeah, actually. Really? I would love to see Blitzball. This horse is so dead, a five year old used it to glue macaroni to construction paper. Nice. Blitzball isn't happening. Hear me out. Hear me out. Blitzball. But it's the Final Fantasy X-2 version. The one that's like the team simulator. Where you're not actually playing Blitzball at all, and you're not just pressing buttons to increase the rate at which you lose. I'm in. Yeah, you just choose which training regiments they go, and then you send them off to play a game, and you get reports. I have a better idea. We already have that. It's called Squadrons. Our squadron's gonna start playing Blitzball! You heard it here first. Nailed it. We got it. Got it in one. So apparently I'm the only one here who was good at Blitzball. Oh, no, I like dominated at it. <laughs> no, it was easy. It was just like, I don't know. It's, it was not an interesting. I also don't like 10. So I was trying to get to the end of the game so I could uninstall it. Like, at this that point, was just, cool. All right. At so, this point, I'm just being contrarian for the sake of my own amusement. <laughs> so basically, I'm, I'm hearing now that if we raise $1,500 for... Um, um, extra life or a bunch of money for uh, Marvelous Motors, Talzo placed Final Fantasy X on stream. I would have to play the game a second time. I'd do that. <laughs> you hey. will also... See, here's the problem, is that I play it the same way that I played games when I was game testing. So watching me play video games is like watching someone do homework. It's really, really boring. That's why I don't stream. Yeah, you should probably have me do it. No, we, we want him. We want him to do something he doesn't like. 
You guys are making me do 10 too. Fair. All right, here's the play. I will play 10. Good game. Shut up, it is. 10 grand for extra life. (laughs) And I will play Final Fantasy 10. Let's get those lunar whales, guys. Also, I need the $10,000 because I need to buy things like a house and a computer and a video card and a copy of Final Fantasy X. Because <laughs> I don't have any of that stuff, so I couldn't stream it. We'd, we'd, we'd figure it out for you. No, we'd figure it out by me just taking a week and a half off and just flying to Minnesota and hanging out at your house. That, that, that would be a possibility, too. I do have that <laughs> on my probably computer. The, that's honestly would, the cheapest option. <laughs> I would also watch this buddy cop movie. All right. Um, they're also adding new content called the Island Sanctuary. Oh, this is Sarah relevant content. This is very Sarah relevant content. So we get Animal Crossing in our game. Watch out for the uh, the Tanukis. I mean, I was figuring more Stardew Valley, or possibly like the single best part of Mists of Pandaria, and possibly all of World of Warcraft. The farm. God. And then you got to run the ramen shop. It's probably going to be based off of that. Or, you know, although people were uh, likening it to the uh, Moogle Island in 11. Yeah. Do you know how long I kept playing FF11? Because I was still tending my mod garden. I had the freaking full farmer's outfit. I looked cute in my straw hat and overalls. All right. So we know what we're going to lose Sarah to uh, Island Sanctuary. Pretty much. Yeah. I, when you were when we were uh, on chat the other night and you guys were like, oh, hey, we're also getting Animal Crossing. I just about lost it because I worked on Animal Crossing New Leaf. And that game is the reason why I never want to work in gaming. Grimhelm brings up some interesting questions. Uh, do we get a small mm. house? How many minions and mounts can we release? And do we get visitors? <laughs> Sarah, which one is the ditto? I mean, uh, we got all our minions there. We're clearly going to be, like, breeding our minions. Also, did you see they put the chocobo and the horse right next to each other? It's the horse birds all over again. It is. Also, that Paisa chucking the persimmons was adorable. It was cute artwork. Like, this is very Sarah-relevant content. It's going to be adorable and fun, and there's it's just like everything else in this game. There's going to be a small population that loves the everlasting crap out of it, and then the rest of us are going to look at you like you're insane. Just remember, somewhere in the world, there is a person that pays $13.99 a month to play Lords of Verminion. They and exist. I, mean, like, I don't ever want to meet them, but they exist. And I mean, like... I'm more likely to give you an extra one of whatever rare minion I got from my farming activities. Fair enough. And that is... Go for it. (laughs) Go for it. Um, But you have to come over and drink sweet tea with me on my porch. That's how this works, right? Sure. They also announced something that's kind of broke my heart, but it's understandable. Ishgard housing will not be available for purchase until 6.1. I mean, that's always a thing. They have it. You can, like, wander around and look for it. But you already have the flood of, like, people waiting to log in and do the rush. And having that with the actual patch uh, expansion launch, like, stuff's going to be clogged enough as it is. No, what I mean by that is it's not coming in 5.5. Oh, yeah. That kind of broke my heart. Eh. But it's, like I said, it's understandable. 
Um, it's going to take a lot more servers to, because uh, they're going to have the exact same amount of wards and sub, sub and subdivisions as all of the other areas. So we're getting an additional 25% more housing. Yep. That's a lot. It is. So it's going to be a, a larger server load. Uh, unfortunately, it's not going to fix the overarching problem with Final Fantasy XIV housing. Um, but uh, I mean, I'm figuring I'll get a lavender beds upgrade, so I'm down with that. Yeah, I'm I'm contemplating if I want to move my uh, personal to Ishgard or not, but we'll see. the The thing I don't want to uh, that I wouldn't be looking forward to is re redesigning and redecorating everything. Well, I mean, if it's the same size house, then it should uh, should transfer over neatly. I don't believe it does. Huh? Everything gets packaged up, and you have to redo it all. But uh, so yeah, we'll be able to view the uh, the the wards in six point oh, but we will not be able to purchase housing until six point one. Well, and this gives you a chance to like actually look at all the spots, decide which one is your favorite, decide which three are your runners up, decide how you're going to eat away the sadness when you lose all four. <laughs> I suggest ice cream. Rocky Road. I'm a big fan of Cherry Garcia. So for the rest of us, so for the rest of us, just go hang out in the goblet and just wait. A house will disappear and you can just buy it. It'll be fine. Yeah. No, I, like I got my house in the lavender beds when Shirogane opened up. And I like the lavender beds. I'm good. What, did you get my house from, from the lavender beds <laughs> when I moved to I the, so. the free company house? Yeah, because no, you got a small. I, I, we yeah. had a medium. So, I yeah. had a small. I forgot about it until I got half of my money back. Oof. I just I literally just didn't go in it for like months and months and months and I kept getting the email and would keep going in and like interacting with the thing and then leaving and then I'd get the email again in like two months and I was just like I obviously don't care about this. Yeah. I designed my I finally got my uh front yard worked out. I, oh five <laughs> slots. Just give me five more slots. I can finish a cute little sitting area. Yeah. Well there's Yeah, you're gonna have fun on the island, bro. Yeah. Uh, there's going to be, be some major changes coming up to the battle system. Uh, they talked about some new and adjusted actions, but the biggest thing that they talked about was the squish. The big squish. They're downscaling all the values. It kind of has to be at some point. It's yep. getting bad. Yep. It's getting real bad. Um, I mean, they were talking about calculations that were causing overflows and point leading to bugs. Um, entity calculations are reaching their limits. Um, Wait, so you mean that Paladin who didn't turn on tank stats wasn't awful? It's just that we both hit the enmity cap? Yeah. That is definitely what happened. Uh, flying text is getting too big. And the enemy HP is too damn high! 140 yes. million. 440 million in for one of the patch 5.5 bosses. And that's I balanced. Fucking what? <laughs> that's insane. But it was balanced. So I have to I know that this does mean that like when you're doing unsynced or under whatever type stuff, that we're not gonna be able to run quite as rough shot over it. And I'm a little sad for that. But I'll live. Mm -hmm. So their plan is they're gonna scale back the growth from levels fifty-one through eighty. Um it's gonna be a more in line with the normal level of progression that we saw, like from one to fifty. Mm-hmm. Um Max damage per attack is going to be reduced. 
XP required is also going to be reduced, which means XP earned is going to be reduced, which is fine. Fine. Um, but also, not only is our um, damage and HP going to be reduced, enemy HP and damage is going to reduce. So the whole system is getting the squish. Um, like Sarah said, yeah. undersized content will be a bit more difficult to do because of it. But that's okay. We were, we were spamming it and cheating our way through Wondrous Tales and a bunch of other crap anyway, mm -hmm. so I'm okay with that. I mean, in general, if it's done properly, the it, stuff still goes at around the same pace, feels the same. The only thing that's different is the actual size of the numbers. Mm -hmm. um, basically, what they said was the numbers are getting squished by about 80%. If, yeah, you're, that's fine. if you currently are able to do 50,000 damage uh, with a specific spell or ability, once it has uh, been recalculated, it's going to be about 10,000 mm -hmm. damage. But it'll also be on a thing that has about 20% of the hit points, I would think. Yep, so instead of having right. 440 million hit points, it's going to have only about uh, eight, 80 million hit points. <laughs> <laughs> so the other thing is like, or whatever as somebody that that's would played be. a... As somebody that's played a lot of TCGs, at the end of the day, the difference between like a 2-2 creature in Magic and a 4-cost 8,000 power forward in Final Fantasy or a standard Stage 2 EX Pokemon with 210 HP that does 80 damage at 3 energy, that's all the same. Across all three games, that is all the same. But... Just different scales. A, it scales. And so, you know, I have a 7-7 seven, seven dragon in magic. Awesome. I have a 3,000 power attack, you know, Yu-Gi-Oh dragon of some variety. That's the same. The numbers change. We add some zeros. Everything in Pokemon is at base 10. Everything in Yu-Gi-Oh is in thousands. Everything in Final Fantasy is in thousands. But magic does individual one, two, three. And it's like, it doesn't matter. The numbers get bigger, but if the scale is the same, the strategies and the understanding and the comprehension is still exactly the same across the board. That's all we're going to end up with here. The other thing I'd throw in is that uh, they have an uh, example to draw from. World of Warcraft has done multiple stat squishes, some of which went really poorly and some of which, which went pretty well. So they've got a lot of case studies to look at and to look for lessons in. Indeed. For sure. The other... Part of this plan is you're losing your belt. I'm okay with that. Belts have been a left side accessory for years. Yep. I'm okay yeah. with it. Yep. I stopped caring the moment I wasn't able to equip that chef's belt and see the little ladles and salt and pepper shaker hanging at my side. Or Agreed. like the belts. I like having like a little canteen and map case and whatnot. That made so much more adventure-y. Yep. Now they've added those things to the actual uh, top piece and occasionally to the bottom piece, but... Yeah. Um, so, uh, belts will no longer be equipable starting in 6.0. Uh, equipped belts will be moved to the Calamity Salvager for safekeeping, so you can turn them in for seals or whatnot. Um, but if, if you have materia on any of your belts, remove that before 6.0, otherwise it will be lost. And they did mention this includes, like, the belts on your retainers and whatnot. Correct. Yep, retainers included. Um, oh, interesting. Belts will no longer be obtainable via, via duties or exchange. And the oh. fact that the 35 slots that belts were taking up, most of those slots are going to be reallocated. Um, mm, 15 delicious. are going to your primary weapon. Good. 
15 are going to your rings. You need yeah. more rings than the others. And then we have needed more ring space for ages. Forever. I mean, since the beginning, we've needed more rings. Um, and then five are going to be kind of held in reserve. So. Which, here's a thought. Remember that companion app that nobody uses, but we all have, so we get a free teleport? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I got five inventory slots for you. <laughs> Maybe. I For a dollar a month, or even just having the app installed? Maybe. Who mm, knows? I don't think they would do that. Also, I feel like that would fit very weirdly on the current inventory interface. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know where it would be. Anyway, doesn't matter. But we're getting more ring space, which is also awesome because we had to have two for so yep. long. Because he The did... weapons thing is more designed for people that have classes they're leveling because you need to have the weapon you have and your next three because you're going to burn through 15 levels in a day and a half of play. There are various use cases for a lot of these things. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, it's not, at least that's not as bad as like Final Fantasy XI, where you had to have twelve different uh, weapons or, at all times. Who that was. Who wants elemental staves? Who liked changing their shoes mid combat rotation? Because that was a thing we did for a oh, while. Oh yeah, I had macros that would change half of my gear to cast just one spell. <laughs> yeah. That was so dumb. I don't miss that. It was, I do not miss that at all. It was interesting, but yeah, it was it was part of the mechanic. It was interesting. Like the whole thing. <laughs> interesting, interesting. We live in interesting times, Klaus. How are you liking that? Interesting. Anyway, Yoshida did address the... They had thought about um, getting rid of one of the ring slots in, as well, um, but they decided to keep it... Um, Mainly because they're both visible at this point, and uh, they don't mm -hmm. they don't want to redo the stats on all of the rings at this point. But like this is part of people's glamours. Removing belts doesn't fuck up anyone's glamours. All of the other accessories are visible, just not belts. Though I could yeah. I could see them, you know, getting rid of the one of the rings and then making them both the, the same ring invisible. But, like, what if you're wearing, like, the wedding ring? Do you suddenly have two wedding rings? Are you suddenly a polygamist? Yes. Huh. Neat. <laughs> See? Simple answer. Of course that's your response is, huh, neat. <laughs> At least it wasn't interesting. God. <laughs> um, another cool thing that they announced as far as something that they want to bring in 6.x, data center travel. Oh, finally. Just stay away from Crystal. <laughs> like, uh, one of the groups I was discussing with, so I was like, I don't get why this is such a big deal. And there was, uh, like, three different people in the space of half a second all responded with, yeah, but we have friends. <laughs> I mean, violent response, but also, yeah. Like, it was just a, like, everyone had, like, the exact same thoughts, like, we have actual friends in other places. <laughs> I am so looking forward to teaming up. They, uh, one of the things they mentioned when uh, they had that is when they uh, added the world visit system, being able to travel within a data center, there was concerns about how that would affect the uh, economy. And it doesn't actually seem to have had a major impact. Well, As someone who, who has occasionally jumped between servers looking for orchestrian role prices, 
there's still a fair bit of variation. Like trying to actually do a interworld arbitrage thing is a lot of work. Mm-hmm. I mean, the fact that you can't go and sell things on another data center is is what has kept things from uh, destroying the economy. Shattering. Yeah, oh, yeah, you would need like a multi-person. It would become becomes really difficult to manage and without that you can only make the arbitrage happen in one direction and it just ends up not feeling worth it yep so at this point it's just better you're better off to if you if you find a, a lower price on a server great you know you can go get it for a little bit cheaper um oh, yeah i got like 15 or extra rolls this way but you know eventually it will cause them to be a bit more level uh, a bit more equal over time <laughs> Side note, if anyone on Primal gets an orchestrian role from like the Eden series and wants to sell it dirt cheap, I am buying. Or even reasonable prices. Like, there's just been no stock on some of these. Why not just go run it? Oh my god, the drop rate is so low. Because all the all of the orchestrians are um obtainable in normal mode, aren't they? Yeah, but it's still like a really low rate, and even then you're rolling against a bunch of other people. So you're going to really say, uh, hate me when I say I got it on my first run? Do you still have it? No, I used it. Okay, then yes, I hate you. <laughs> um, so they're going to work this on... This is a reasonable response. So they're, they're working on how the uh, data center travel is going to work. Um, it's, it sounds like it's going to require you to log out and back in. So it's going to be different... That's, that tracks. From, it's going to be different from uh, just world visit at this point. Um because it is completely separated server farms. Each data, each data center is physically separated. So, so know, there may be a little more work involved in terms of file transfer and whatnot. Exactly. They've got servers that are going to be used to, you know, initiate, you know, the, the transfer of your character information to the other data center, which requires logging out and then, and then back in on the new server. And there may be some other limitations in terms of activities you can do and whatnot. Yep. Um, hoping that it's not something that where you have to stay there for X amount of time, um, that you can travel back and forth freely on a regular basis, not have any type of cooldown period or things like that. I suspect it wouldn't be unless it becomes something that's too much of a load on the servers. Yep. And those are things that we'll find out more about, I'm sure, at the upcoming Digital Fan Fest. Hmm. <laughs> Um, and it was at this point when um, everybody's favorite troll CEO came out, and uh, <sighs> and they announced that uh, the PlayStation Five version of Final Fantasy fourteen beta test will be starting on April thirteenth. Hell's yeah, it will. I swear, you are like required to be a troll to work at Square Enix. Like I said, three out of four people on that stage were trolls. Yeah. Um. And if you have the PS4 version registered to your account, you will get access to Final Fantasy V version for free. Very similar to what they did for the Final Fantasy 3 to 4. Yeah. Yep. You mean PlayStation, not Final Fantasy 3 to 4? Yeah. Shut up. I knew what you meant. I actually have never bought Final Fantasy 14 for PlayStation 4. I, I <laughs> bought expansions for Final Fantasy 14 on PlayStation yep. 4. I have bought two of them, but I've never actually bought the game for it because I bought it on PS3. And yep. then I got the free upgrade. Yep. And now I'm going to get the free upgrade again. Yep. 
<laughs> I mean, at this point, it's like $20. Like, what's it going to be to buy everything through Shadowbringers? 40 bucks? Like, it's not going to be, it's not going to be, it's not going to be hard, but. I imagine you can't even buy like Heaven's Word separately at this no, point. No, Heaven's Word is you included can't even in the base game. So is Stormblood. I, th I thought it was just Heaven's Word that was included in the base game. Nope, Stormblood too. They added it a couple months ago. Oh, I must have missed that. Eh. But yeah, they usually run good sales. So I mean, if you want to get up to uh, Shadowbringers, you can probably get it for like 30 bucks right now. It's not going to be super, super expensive. I do remember when we switched from three to four, if you took the free upgrade to PlayStation four, your PlayStation three version stopped working. Correct. You transferred that license wholly and totally. So that's probably going to be similar. So if you do do the transfer, you yes. might lose your PS4 version. It might be worth it if you have multiple systems or you travel a lot like me. It might be worth it to throw down that 50, 60 bucks and just buy another copy. If it lets you. At the very least, do not do this as a preemptive thing. No. Be smart with your money and your purchasing decisions. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to see Aww. what they come up with. You know, it's like I said, it's possible the licensing may not be able to transfer back and forth between the two devices. But theoretically, you could still play it on the PS5 under a PS4 backwards compatibility. You could, but then, I know that like, I have a PC license and well, like, I have a PC license and a uh ps4 license so mm -hmm. like i can log in on a pc yep i can only do heaven's word content because like i haven't bought anything past that but i have a license on pc still but i don't have a license on ps3 obviously they've ended uh support for it so it doesn't matter completely but if it was like it used to be i couldn't log in on ps3 but i could log in on ps4 and pc now if i move my ps4 to ps5 I would still have PC up through Heaven's Word for whatever reason, but I'd also have PS5, but I wouldn't have PS4. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what that you means. Should, yeah, if you have, so we'll if see what happens. Situations, take a look at the actual uh, stuff and conditions before you upgrade. Exactly. But if you have a PS5, you can at least beta mm -hmm. test uh, starting at 5.5. Which is going to be awesome because it means that you're going to install all of your shit early. So that on day one, you don't have that horrible, welcome to the game, go to work, I guess. You're not going to get anything else done today. Yep, you should be able to preload. <laughs> so like getting it mostly installed in 5.5 and just doing the update to 6.0 is going to be a lot easier. Mm -hmm. And then they also announced there will be a digital fan fest May 15th and 16th of this year. There will be no so charge. Yep. There will be no charge for you to watch these things on YouTube and Twitch. They did mention that there may not be streams available later on, or at least not free streams, uh, free archives of it. Yep. With the concerts, mainly because of uh, copyrights and things like that. They, they don't see screen. Yeah. I mean, and it, it's just how uh, intellectual property works. Susan Calloway deserves her cut. Yeah, she does. Agreed. Um, but there will be uh, some gear that you can purchase, and there are commemorative uh, Final Fantasy IV minions, Edge, Rosa, and Rydia, as well as a commemorative mount, the Lunar Whale. 
which oh. is <laughs> hell beats one mount for eight people. That's so dumb. It's good for map. It's an eight seater mount. It's going to take longer for everybody to select it and pick a seat than it is for all eight of you to pop a chocobo and run. But yeah, but then like seven of you can AFK <sighs> for a bit. And then the driver can bring you to the wrong place. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, have you have you gone doing treasure maps on Hyperion, right? I'm not saying it's that I'm going to abandon you on go to Azislaw and abandon you at the last remnant, but I might go to Azislaw and abandon you at the last remnant. They trash. I'm not that. even mad. That'd be really funny. <laughs> I should really play that. Yep. And Chili, being Chili, is going to buy the mount and also not learn flying. Can you even do that? Yes, you Yeah, can. dude. Yeah, if you don't finish the, uh, if you don't find all the ethereal, uh, bits oh, floating around that, i thought i thought just meant like not learn how to do any kind of flying nope chili is the one who does not learn to fly oh well then trolley can, piece of shit and we love him you can drive the whale bus beep beep do whale buses go beep beep are whale buses even a thing i don't know what i'm talking about anymore no, i may don't. not have ever I'm concerned. Confirm again for you. All right. Um. So that is the announcement showcase. Um. And then uh, a couple hours after that, they had the live letter, um, which I did not stay up for because it was midnight my time, and I was still doing dishes. So I have no Ooh. idea. I watched. Sarah watched it, but I want to thank Gamer Escape for their summary. They do yeah, good work. It, it covers pretty much all the important points. Later on, there was some really fascinating stuff about like the actual design process and how they handle things like when an order is given to add a function, what sorts of things need to be considered, how the bug reporting works. It was a really fascinating thing. And if you like the ins and outs of the game industry, I totally recommend watching it. Yep, you can go check it out on YouTube and Twitch. But for now, uh, we're just going to talk about the first part, which is patch 5.5 part one. Uh, they talk about the patch being split into two parts. Uh, part one will launch April 13th, which, as we discussed earlier, is the same day as a PlayStation 5 beta test starting. And then part two is going to be in late May. Uh, so with that, we do get new main scenario quests, and they will be split between the two parts of the patch. So the 5.5 the and then 5.55. Oh, it's Papa Limo all over again. Mm -hmm. Who's dying this time? Fancred. Mm. Munbrita again somehow, just to break our hearts even more. Fancred. Rianje. No. You uh, can't take Daddy away from us. Rianje is dying. Grim, unfortunately, Noah Stinian is not dying because he's already been confirmed as a uh, uh, trust in six. <laughs> Sorry. <sighs> um, they uh, talked about the new instance dungeon. Um, I did not see how to pronounce that. Pagisan? 
Arthan, I believe. It is the Amalza homeland, which has a couple of the lore mongers really jumping mad that this is the second time we've had some kind of Beastman homeland that we only get to visit through a dungeon. Self at all, we hardly knew ye. Eh, we'll live. That would have been really cool! Yes, but we'll live. We only get to see these Beastman homelands when we're invading them. Like, what kind of colonialist oppressors are we? Don't answer terrible. that. Well, the victors write the storybooks, so we'll, we'll, we're, we're the best, of course. Oh, will they at least be cute picture books like there were in the Cabinet of Curiosity? No. <laughs> oh. um, Dude, if I can't win a Caldecott, what even is the point of spilling innocent blood? It's a trust no, system compatible quest or uh, dungeon, so <laughs> I'm I'm moving on because yes, that's, that's for the best. Um, there will be a like new. That... Yeah. Can I continue? Oh, I said just say that since I said it will be used at the Hague. And, and we're now taking applications for a new librarian. <laughs> I haven't committed any war crimes yet that I know of. Please submit your application uh, now, to podcast at phoenixstarradio.com. Talos's <laughs> mouth is moving, but I can't hear him. I think he just he uh, needs to reconnect his uh, headset. I hope he can hear us because we can't hear him. Uh, we're gonna go ahead. He can hear us. Oh, he's okay. He must be maybe muted. But uh, let's continue on. Um, the final chapter of the Sorrow of Whirlit will be happening, and we'll be getting new trials, uh, the Cloud Deck and Cloud Deck Extreme. Yeah, that is consistent with... So we've, uh, in FF7, we fought Ultima Weapon on the Deck of the High Wind. Uh, Diamond Weapon, we fought uh, like on the ground, the outskirts of Midgar as it was approaching the city. Uh, Ultima Weapon, of course, in this version has already been done, but maybe they're going to go ahead and make the Diamond Weapon fight like the Ultima Weapon fight from FF7. Very where possible. it's fought in the air and we're on the airship. Yep, that's, that, that, that's very possible. Um, we will also get Chapter 3 for the Yorha Dark Apocalypse raid. Uh, they can't tell us anything about it. It's secret. Seems we'll, learn, about right. we'll learn more about it in the next live letter, I'm sure. Um, but there will be a weekly quest tied to the story. It'll be available after completing the duty. <laughs> yeah, they had that for the uh, uh, for the uh, Shadows of Mock stuff, specifically for uh, Dun Sky, and then they didn't really have a weekly for the Evilly stuff, did they? Not that I recall. Remember? Um, but yeah, oh, so it'll be something where we can get... Um, Maybe uh, more uh, gear upgrades. And we won't have to worry about belt drops anymore. Well, we will for a little bit. Not for we, too long. We'll have to still wear them, but we, you know, maybe, we don't, maybe getting the best belt won't be necessary. Yeah, you, like, you don't want to spend your limited drops on belts anymore. Exactly. No. Um, there will be PvE and PvP adjustments, of course, because there always are. Um, and then they talked about uh, the resistance weapon upgrades with 5.45. 5. 
Um, the upgrading requires completion of the Save the Queen story quests. Um, they're going to ease uh, patch 5.35 requirements. Those are the 20 memories of three different types and then six memories. Yep, yep so it's probably going to be 10 and th- 4 or whatever. Who knows? Um, they're going to make it uh, upgrading possible while playing through the Bojan Cellar Front. I mean, it, it is, but they're probably going to increase the drop rates. Or the fact that we need less is going to make it much easier for people to upgrade multiple weapons. Yeah. Some of the, the stuff on the slides was also just laying out the current state of things. Yep. Uh, they do, uh, The upgrades that we have now, of course, you do have to complete that 535 stuff. Yep. And the stuff that they add uh, in 5.5 is going to require that you complete the current story quests. Correct. And it's not just the resistance weapons quests, but also completing the actual story quests since the two are tied together. Correct. Yep. So that's why I currently can't go beyond to the next step because I'm still working on completing the 5.35 uh, requirements. I need to finish Delubrium, Regine. Or well, Delubrium. I'm Sayer, and I'm way ahead of people on stuff because I still that play is the how game. I that is exactly how I thought. Hold on. Um, and then the upgrade quests in patch 5.45, they're talking about quests that uh, must be completed once per job. Um, one when beginning the upgrade process, another when finishing. Um, then there'll be, there are quests that must only be completed once per character, which are the intermediary quests, uh, the ones as you're actually progressing through the storyline of it. Um, yeah, right now the current stuff is a bit of a grind fest. But it's at least made a little bit nicer by the fact that some of them only need to be done the one time. Yep. And then not all quests are required to be completed for each job. Yeah. And they're going to improve rewards for Castrum Lactus Latore. Um, because it is the bottleneck right now. There's so many people who are trying to get through it because they either were taking time off because, well, it was the holidays. Um, or they're just trying to get caught up. Um, so it's, it's a bottleneck right now when people trying to get to Delubrum Regine and get completion of uh, all the weapons, so. Yeah, so they're planning to add in some more rewards, yep. try to entice people to go ahead and, uh, do the cast room again. Yep, and that's actually gonna be scheduled for a hotfix before patch 5.5. Yeah, it'd be a bit of a problem if they start adding new stuff and you still have a lot of people who haven't even been able to try the 5.45 stuff. So they're going to be uh, making those small changes leading up to 5.5. And then when we get to the Save of the Queen update in 5.5, uh, that will be the final step in the resistance weapon upgrades. And it's that gonna... one in... Go ahead. And that one, in addition to the uh, story quests, will bring us to a new area called Zadnor, about which we know pretty much nothing at this point. That's something that's a little ways away and so again we'll probably be getting more details as we get closer exactly um there will be a new uh uh primal that will be selected for the unreal trials please not leviathan please not leviathan please not leviathan beard daddy i could live with that but but the arbiters are 20 times stronger Uh, there will oh. be uh, crafter and gatherer updates. Uh, Sarah's going to like more fish. Mm. And then they're going to take away all the fish in 6.0. Oh. 
No fish for you. <laughs> yep. They're, so they're uh, taking away all the fish with the belts. So they did mention as part of the gatherer updates that when you uh, are using the gathering log to open up a map. So if like you're looking at the gathering log, it shows you a, a region. You click on that region. It will now focus the map on where the gathering points are actually located. So that'll make it easier to find those spots, especially in some of those really huge zones where you could end up uh, going across the map for quite a bit of time before you manage to find just the right ones. That's pretty cool. And for those who, uh, who are still working on getting their, their uh, crafters leveled up, um, there are going to be uh, some completion fates that will be held in Ishgardian restoration areas. Yeah, it sounds a little bit like, uh, since the word means kind of like a feast or a celebration, it sounds like that's a way, even after the uh, restoration of the firmament is complete, and after all that's done, to keep having periodic little bonus uh, content there and yep. ways to get more Sky Builder scripts, I would guess. Scripts, XP, all that good stuff. Um, there will be a new custom deliveries client related to the firmament. Another another uh, dragon, perhaps? Eh, that feels less interesting. I haven't done custom deliveries in like a year. I forgot no, they were a thing. I, I do them all the time. I need a flood of yellow scripts for all of this Sky Builder tool upgrading. I still haven't finished the first step on any of them. <laughs> I have. So you get Go ahead. You get to like organize supply lines and figure out where you need to ship these materials. You get to do the best parts of running a business. And, How could you not be into it? And that's exactly why I'm not doing it. <laughs> um, there will be uh, changes to the triple triad. Um, they're going to adjust the use of four star cards. Maybe we'll get to use more of them because right now, yeah. basically, they're not they're worthless. Yeah, Pretty much. I mean, because you get, uh, you you put in like all the three star cards, and then you you get like a five star card, and that's like it. Yeah, you can have one card above a uh, three star, so that pretty much means a five star card. Mm -hmm. uh, they've been doing for the uh, drop in tournament format where you're picking uh, cards from a limited selection, where you have a single one star, two star, three star, four star, and five star. Mm -hmm. So they might be rebalancing based on that or that something similar. Interesting. Um, acquisition rates will be adjusted, so some of the more difficult uh, uh, to acquire cards might be a little bit easier. And there's going to be a reward added for obtaining all Triple Triad cards. So, three people are going to get that. I am are you going to be one of them? I'm 35 cards away. And for some of them, I would get them if I just ran some trials a bit more. I gave up hope on ever getting all the cards. <laughs> yeah, I am at 281 right now. I'm going to try for the minions instead. Oh, man. I remember one time uh, spending like hours staying up really late, which I was also in the midst of a depressive episode, and that probably had something to do with it. But definitely. Yeah, just like playing round after round against this guy on the Kugane decks and eventually got the card. And then two days later, it was announced that that was going to be one of the cards available in the next Moogle Tombstone event. <laughs> enjoy your lack of sleep enjoy your card that you'll never use quit being accurate it's not fair it's fine I've bought a lot of stuff in this game that just you spend so much effort and then it doesn't matter uh, they're going to be <sighs> adding uh, level 70 dungeons to the explorer mode 
Nice. So we can take more cool screenshots? Yep. Hey, hey, this is how you finally get to hang out in Alamigo. Yeah? I mean, honestly, there's some really cool screenshot opportunities. It's like, but I can go back after the boss. No, all the little like side fights and stuff are gone. Yeah. You, so you like now we get the to see full time in, in the dungeon versus just whatever's left after you beat the boss. Yeah. And you can bring your, to, oh, I want to take friends. this cool picture in the hero's gauntlet. Well, you don't get to. Well, that's an 80, but. Uh, and well, I just want to look out. Go ahead. I want a chance to actually look out on some of those vistas on the Temple of the Fist. And now, yeah. here's the cool part is now we're going to be able to do a whole bunch of really cool music videos from all these dungeons. Because instruments Excellent. can be used in Explorer mode. Coming in 5.5. It'll be my saga of a performing bard on the streets of Alamigo. We're going to need to rotate it a little bit to cut those garlic gates out of the way, but we'll figure that out. <laughs> But, I mean, can you imagine, you know, you'd be able to do all the, the, uh, you could bring the, all this, what's that group that, that travels to the different, uh, servers and, and plays their, uh, their, their songs? I don't know. I feel like there's more than one of those. There's a few of them. Shows up in, um, on our server every once in a while. Mm -hmm. That's, uh, the Moogles. It's all the Lalas that Mm -hmm. look like Moogles. Nice. But yeah, now they could do some YouTube videos, you know, from these different dungeons instead. So that'd be kind of neat. Or you could like live in Kugane Castle and pretend you have a Shirogane house. Ooh. I already have one of those. Yeah, you could have. We could be sitting in it, but somebody's not in. You could pretend you have an even bigger Shirogane house. (laughs) My large is. This is is my castle. My large is large enough. I'm not that greedy. <laughs> You're never going to be a billionaire with that attitude. Yeah. Um, other miscellaneous updates. Uh, new indicators for bonuses while ocean fishing. New instruments. Uh, reward for maintaining all trial mounts from the 5.x patch series will be added. It's kind of a cool looking mount. It is. Yeah, I was not expecting the Mecha Dragon. Mecha Bahamut? Yeah, I don't quite know what it is, but it was pretty cool looking. And then they um, announced something yeah. else. Um, the new Ultimate Trial they talked about, which will be the, from the Dragon Song War. Uh, it's going to be a reimagining of the Dragon Song War with a what-if scenario. So they'll clearly have Nidhogg in there, but... Do they possibly like bring in some of his dragon brethren, maybe like Kraze Felger at the same time? Who knows? Um, the biggest thing with it, it was supposed to be coming in patch 5.55, but due to uh, uh, COVID restrictions and uh, everything that's happened, um, it's been released uh, or postponed until patch 6.1. So please look forward to that. Which means, of course, that they'll have to rebalance it for, like, the higher level and all that stuff, but... Fine. Oh, or they, they could still have it level capped at 80. It's true. They, since, I mean, like, it is a level cap and you cannot subvert the level cap on it. Correct. Yeah, maybe. So there you go. And that is the uh, live letter, other than the, uh, the whole part where they talked about uh, behind-the-scenes stuff. Which... 
we encourage you to go to YouTube or Twitch and watch the VOD. Yeah. Because they did, like, again, if you're interested in the behind the scenes of game development, there's a lot of interesting tidbits in there. Or go to the, the subreddit or, um, there's some, probably some other places where you can get, uh, the, uh, the translated version of that. Uh, so, yeah. That was a lot of stuff to talk about. In such a short time, too. Yeah, we got through like, it. Like, I feel a little overloaded. Yeah, we, and we got through that, and it still took us almost two hours. About an hour and a half, I suppose, it took us to go through all that. It's a big-ass game. And a lot of and stuff we're changing to stuff. Yup. All right, Talas. Looks like yes. you have something to prepare for us. I actually, for the first time in like five ever, uh, I actually cooked things this week. Yay! So here on the culinarian, uh, culinarian's corner. No, I don't like that. Let's library. Let's go back to prep station. I like prep station. We'll stick with that. Uh, so today we're actually talking about one of my favorite things, my favorite types of food that's not tacos. Uh. Today we honor John Montague. It's, he is the fourth Earl of Sandwich who decided he would rather gamble than leave the table for a meal. So, of course, he grabbed two pieces of bread, shoved everything on his dinner plate between them, and the sandwich was born. Now, adventurers here in Heidelin and beyond have consumed entirely too many sandwiches because, let's be real, we have stayed up till two in the morning fighting someone on the Limsa Limsa decks to get a card drop. We may have, may not have hey, eaten... Hey, it was the Kukane box, thank you. Same, same. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we may have eaten a few too many sandwiches, but few are as iconic and, and as simple as the one from Limsa's premier culinary establishment, which bears the restaurant's very name, the Bismarck. If you haven't unlocked your culinary uh, job class yet, head over to Limsa, do that. The quests are hilarious. You learn a lot about food and molecular gastronomy, and the culture of food is a really huge one in the uh, Stormblood set of quests. So the Bismarck is a tabletop item. It showed up in patch 5.2. It has an item level of 430. It comes with 10 servings, duration 30 or 60 minutes, just like everything else. Stat bonuses, tenacity 4%, vitality 5%, gear durability 3, EXP 3%. Okay, again, pretty straightforward. Not exactly raid food, but interesting nonetheless. The ingredients are straightforward for any, of a le any level 80 food item. Just like every couple tiers of food, we kind of switch out like what type of butter, what type of milk, what type of salt we're using, just to kind of keep things fresh and make sure that items are still being gathered at that proper level. So we are this going to need walnut bread. What was that? This one needs yak milk for no adequately explored reason. Yeah, every once in a while you get one that's just like, I don't have that level 20 item. What are you talking about? Uh, this one's pretty easy. It's walnut bread, volcanic rock salt, fermented butter, Lenotian lettuce, and a lorikeet egg. Now, long-time listeners know that we love our eggs around here, and this one's no exception. Uh, the egg comes from the Rainbow Lorikeet and Ilmeg, and you can also trade bicolor gemstones for it if that's easier for you. It's the same egg that goes in the Oriental Chawanmushi Lunch, the Shakshuka Pot, and the Twilight Popoto, uh, Popoto Salad. Mm, so, Popoto Salad. Right, potato Salad with Egg questionable but not bad shakshuka everybody well a lot of people know what shakshuka is it's basically spicy tomato sauce with eggs in it uh egg and then as a furnishing item as well the egg is featured very prominently it's really cute 
Uh, Chawan Mushi is a egg custard from Japan, which I ate a lot of living in Japan because it's cheap and fun. Uh, mm. Check out Just One Cookbook for a Chawan Mushi recipe that's pretty bomb. Now, based on the icon uh, and the place item in housing that we have, the sandwich is basically just an egg omelet sandwich. Uh, there's some lettuce on the bottom of it. It's kind of a barrier for the bottom piece of bread so it doesn't soak completely through and dissolve. Honestly, it sounds fire. <laughs> like, I love egg sandwiches. I want one. So I made one. I figured it was a take on egg and crust myself. Uh, I'm not it, quite sure how well it compares to watercress. It's. I mean, it would be, except that we have Lenotian lettuce. So it's literally just green leaf lettuce. Yeah, that's not really watercress, is it? No, watercress has a different kind of a bite to it that's a little unique and a texture thing. So I made one. It's boring, frankly. Uh, it tastes like everything in a stack, which is awful. Nobody wants that. So I wanted to do better. So part of doing better was making another one and seeing what I could kind of change up. Uh, first off, toast the bread. Pretty straightforward way to make just about any sandwich better. Mm -hmm. uh, I used a sourdough, kind of amped up the funk in the fermented butter. Um, if you're going to toast your bread in a pan, use butter or a fat of choice uh, to kind of get it that really toasty crunchiness. A lot of people are divided on the mayonnaise for like a grilled cheese sandwich. It does work. It is weird. Go for it. Do whatever you want to do. Get it toasty. Get it crusty. Step um, two, I wanted to use a European culture butter. Because I wanted that's kind of like uh, salt-free, cultured. I get the butter in a roll uh, instead of just sticks. Kind of gives it a unique flavor. And I also had a smoked sea salt. And I decided to go with that. Pro tip, don't. Smoked sea salt, not great. Sea salt, <laughs> totally fine. Um, but, it, you know, we've got five ingredients, including butter and salt. Every upgrade counts. Uh, so the step three was that I didn't want to upgrade a thing I was putting into it. I wanted to upgrade the technique. So I decided to steal some stuff from uh, Chef, jo uh, Chef John from San Francisco. And there's also another guy, uh, Frank Proto from Proto Cooks. He's got some interesting takes on eggs, and I stole a little bit of technique from both of them. We're going to get to that in one sec here. The placed item has some distinct darker orange streaks in kind of the yellow part of the egg. So my thought was either a very unique Japanese style egg where the yolks are colored differently based on what they fed their chickens, or it's a duck egg, which is usually a darker orange, or it's just cheese. Um, I'm from Western Washington. I like me some cheese. Tillamook's not too far. So I hooked it up with some sharp cheddar. The eggs also have some green in them. And I was like, okay, I have to put something in here. Do I want to use broccoli do i want to use green bell pepper how do i want to play this for the omelet given the japanese interpretation of french technique that i've seen in bakeries and diners plus the cultural disdain of green bell peppers in general i decided to go with green onion could have also used chive green onion was available that's what i went with uh separated the uh the green onion into the white and the green ended up just using both of them together uh, in the sautéing process, it was just easier, and honestly, the flavor was about the same. Here's where we get weird in the technique. Separate your egg. Separate your yolks and your whites and beat them both separately. And when I say you're going to beat your whites, I mean you're going to absolutely beat the crap out of them to almost stiff peaks level. You want to get them really airy and really frothy. Then you're going to fold your yolks 
and your whites together to their one homogenous color. This whole runny egg, marbled egg thing that was running around a couple years ago is dumb. Stop it. The yolks and the whites cook at different temperatures until they are safe to eat. So getting them homogenous so that they cook together is actually a way safer way to get eggs. Depending on where you're from, depending on if you have fresh eggs, asterisks, all the other usual stuff. Uh, but you don't want to beat it, the air out of it when you're folding it together. You want to kind of keep it fluffy. Uh, so now we've got our eggs in a bowl. We're going to melt our butter in whatever vessel we're cooking it in. We're pouring our egg mixture in. As soon as it hits the pan, that's when I hit it with the sharp cheddar and the green onion that went over the top. Now's where the technique gets weird because you have to fit it onto your bread. And the actual Bismarck icon is a gargantuan size behemoth. No race other than the Amalja could probably put it in their mouth in one bite size sandwich. We don't need that. You get 10 servings out of it. You do get 10 servings out of the one sandwich. So, you know, there is that. Uh, what I ended up doing was actually pulling it out of the pan after it was fully cooked, dropping it on a plate and just cutting it to the size of the bread, which was fine. But I didn't get the nice rolled edges that make it look really pretty on the side. It looked like it was pressed out of a machine because it was knife cut down the side. Uh, tried it again. Did sort of do a little bit less egg, kind of rolled it together, flipped it through in the pan. I also have a, a tamago pan. It's actually a rectangle egg pan. Very helpful for making these kind of sandwiches. Do not buy a $12 thing to make a single sandwich. That's dumb. Uh, however you get them on your toast works for you, works for me. I did actually go with the lettuce on the bottom for the first couple sandwiches. And ultimately, it ended up just adding that protection that I didn't really feel you needed once the sandwich was toasted. So your mileage may vary. Pick and choose what you want to go with. Uh, so however you make it fit, make sure your lettuce goes under it if you use it. Make sure your eggs are cooked thoroughly to your safety that you need it to. And make sure your sandwich is made the way you want to eat it. You are, after all, the Bismarck key of your egg hoagie. And while references and synonyms don't make good puns, eggs and bread tend to make good breakfast. So... You can check out our Discord after the show. We'll have this week's recipe posted in the chat. And if you do make the sandwich, make sure to post pictures of it so that we can see it and share it with everybody else. Mm-hmm. And I actually do have a recipe. I actually wrote a recipe this time. The only thing that I want to add is sometimes when I'm doing the butter on the outside, I like to mix a little bit of mustard in with it. Mustard is one of those like secret things that not everybody uses when they're doing grilled cheese sandwiches or even just sandwiches in general. It doesn't make it taste mustardy. It doesn't give it that bright yellow nuclear hot dog in summertime flavor. If you use a small amount of it, it just adds a sharpness and a unique tone to whatever you're actually having. Yeah. And never underestimate the power of Dijon mustard. Dijon mustard can do lots of things for salad dressings or marinades or all kinds of stuff. I want to go make eggs now. I would, but I don't think Kat has any. You should tell Kat to get eggs. This will definitely endear you to her. Mm. They are incredible and edible. God, how old is that ad campaign? Old enough, man. Old enough. All right. Well, thank you, Talas. I appreciate uh, you going through the the hard work of making the uh, the Biz Marquee sandwich. 
as you someday so. <laughs> I'll remember to take pictures of my food before I eat it and post You're on your Instagram. Instagram that attitude. <laughs> <laughs> You're both going in the same place with that. Yup. All right. Uh, anything else that you guys want to uh, quick talk about? Uh, I want to mention that while all this was going on, I just finished the Sky Builders hatchet. I'm having the cutscenes now. Of course you did. Because so productive. Because hey Sarah, uh, I'm gonna give you my one-time password. Go ahead and just make me all of them, will ya? <laughs> okay, maybe. I won't do that. <laughs> all right, and on that bombshell, that's gonna do it for this episode. Uh, if you liked what you heard, please make sure to like, subscribe, or follow us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, or whatever your preferred podcatcher is. And if possible, leave us a rating or review. It really does help other people find our show. It helps us grow in the community and lets us know what you guys think. Uh, if you really dig this show, you can consider subscribing here at twitch.tv slash Radio. We do this every other Saturday night uh, at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, 6.30 p.m. Pacific time. Um, and I think it's a good time. So make sure to come stop by and join us live sometime. Um, if you really dig the show, you can uh, um, you can be uh, one of our uh, patrons, like our benevolent overlord, Aroy Fenrir, and you can check that out at patreon.com slash phoenixdownradio. All the proceeds we get gr- go towards growing the show, cover some of the expenses that we have on uh, getting things done here, and allow us to do some fun things as well. So... Uh, we, we always appreciate that. Um, but any kind of support, whether it's likes, emails, tweets, retweets, subs, donations, whatever. We, we love it because we love it interacting with you guys. And uh, that's why we do it. Mm-hmm. If you want to check out our backlog of episodes, you can go out to our website at feedingstarradio.com. Questions or uh, suggestions or... Uh, you want to correct us for something that we said incorrectly, which we do quite frequently, you can email us podcast at phoenixstarradio.com. If you want to hit us up on Twitter, we are at PHXDN Radio. And uh, we do have a Facebook group. You can go out to facebook.com slash phoenixstarradio and check out uh, things there as well. And now is the time of the show for the shout outs. Who's first? Me, I guess. Uh, I would like to shout out uh, the dude in Heroes Gauntlet yesterday that said he didn't like that dungeon. Uh, you're wrong. That dungeon is awesome. Figure it out. Uh, I'd also like to shout out Bannon, who has made our crafting area of our actual IRL house even better. Uh, we now have a two-post lift to lift cars with. Um, I'd also like to shout out Pyrocats, who is not in the chat because she's off doing awesome stuff, uh, but she was teaching me wood burning stuff today. Uh, so I got to set some things on fire on purpose. Hmm. Yay, fire. And how can people follow you, even though you hate social media? Uh, social media is a trash fire. Nobody should be on it. So you can find me on it at uh, Marvelous Tofu uh, at, on Instagram or on TikTok. Because he's viral sort cars of. Uh, should we not get him tested yes negative we, we should we should all get tested now sarah uh i'm trying to think of something but now i'm just thinking about souffle omelets <laughs> so shout out to talus for making you think about souffle omelets 
Okay, yes. Shout out to Thales for making me think about Sufle <laughs> Elmer. This is never a bad thing. And of course, he's so old that he dabbed. I'm that ancient. Yes. <sighs> uh, shout out to the three different Discord groups that we were discussing last uh, night's uh, announcement showcase and uh, live letter. Like the sheer interplay and speak you know, like the memes and the references and like it took something that was just. The announcements themselves are fun, but getting to talk with a bunch of people, getting to make stupid references, getting to share that excitement, that very much uh, remind me a lot of what the FanFest experience was like. Not just the getting the announcements, but the sharing the excitement, all of the stupid in-jokes. A mm-hmm. uh, special shout-out to Brohamet, uh, who strings at King Brohamet, uh, who sent a really nice card. Uh, he was sending out stuff, I think, for Valentine's Day for everyone, uh, which included like a really nice memory of uh, the previous fan fest, where at one point we just ended up hanging out in a hotel room, eating uh, mozzarella sticks and watching some of the announcements. Because you were like, you know what? We're tired and we're done with people, but it would be nice to hang out like one-on-one. <laughs> Great guy. Uh, yes. Uh, shout out to everyone who produces those memes at quite frankly disturbing speed. There was high quality sage art in under an hour. What the hell, people? What the hell? I mean, you're amazing and good job, but also how? Because, yes. Oh. And how can people find you? Right. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at FF14SAIR. That's F-F-X-I-V-S-E-Y-R-R. Uh, most of what I post is random library stuff or uh, food things that I made. Uh, side note, if anyone knows a place that I can get locks inexpensively, I would really like to know. I am trying a new breakfast routine that I really like, but locks is not as cheap as I would like. It's not necessarily locks, but I have seen smoked salmon at Aldi. Okay. Like, that's close enough for my purposes. It just needs to go on a bagel. Yeah, yeah. and they'd have it at Ralph's if they have it at Aldi. Yeah, mostly I'm just trying to find it for cheaper at this yep. point. And Aldi is usually good for that. Got it. Cool, thank you. Uh, and yes, you can find me uh, on our Discord as well. Uh, I think Klaus has linked the Phoenix Down uh, Radio Discord a couple times in the chat there. It's also on our website, all those spots. Uh I am also willing to spend like half an hour talking about cooking at a moment's notice. So yeah, or game design or really anything. Information is fascinating and there's a lot of cool stuff and you should just dive into it for hours and not sleep. This is a reasonable plan. No, it's not. Sarah needs help. Yes. I have an actual thing for a sleep study. Please email us at helpsare at phoenixdownradio.com. Or just uh, ha- at hashtag help Sarah to- on Twitter and we'll. Uh... <laughs> oh, God. What happens if that trends? It won't I'm trend. Um, I want to shout out and wish a happy birthday to Aurori. Oh, oh happy- shit. Happy birthday, Aurori. Happy birthday. She is currently on vacation. Lucky person. Like a boss. Right. Uh, but mm. also shout out to her for joining us last night in Discord. Uh, uh, she and I and Nick Nar uh, sat together and we watched the uh, the uh, the the announcement showcase. It was a lot of fun. Uh, shout out to Nick Nar for joining in as well. We also had a Talis join us for a while from his car. 
We I was of, listening. We kind of filled him in on some things that were happening. Um, shout out to Sarah and Talis for, uh, you know, putting together or helping, you know, get together another good show. I thought we had a good time here. Um, and I'm going to start calling. Fun show is fun. You, you are our new Joshua Weissman, Talis. I don't know who that is. You Seriously. You need to go uh, look up Joshua Weissman on YouTube. He is right. some some pretty bomb uh, cooking oh. videos. Influential cookbook author, food photographer, food blogger, cook, and real food advocate. Yes. Um, he does a series called But Better. And your uh, little thing on, I on the... B-U-T and not B-U-T-T. B-U-T, Yes. Your 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 new take on on the uh, on the Bismarck was very um, but better esque. <laughs> and and you know what goes good with that? B roll. <laughs> if you watch his videos, you'll get the reference. Awesome. Um, uh, shout out to everybody joining us live here at twitch.tv slash Phoenix Storm Radio. Always appreciate you guys joining us and uh, being a part of the conversation. You make um, our discussions that much more fruitful, and we really do appreciate it. Um, if you're listening to this on a podcast, do consider joining us live sometime, and it is a really good time. And if you want to follow me out on social media, I am at PHXDN underscore K-L-A-U-S-S out on Twitter. So for my co-hosts, Sarah Tomono and Fortel is Marvelous. I'm Klaus Nightbringer, wishing everybody a wonderful evening. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed all the announcements from the, uh, the, the uh, announcement showcase, and we will see you on the next one. Take care. Phoenix Down Radio is a production of PhoenixDownRadio.com and Illusion Productions. Final Fantasy XIV and Eorzea are trademarks of Square Enix. In-game content for Phoenix Down Radio is a copyright of Square Enix. Open to music for Phoenix Down Radio is provided by Guilty Gear Rocky. Check out the Metal Chocobo theme cover and many other music videos at youtube.com slash guiltyrocky. Closing music for this episode is provided by GuitarWanker90. Please check out their full version of Matoya's Cave and other rock video game covers at youtube.com slash guitarwanker90. The views and opinions expressed in this episode are those of Phoenix Down Radio and its hosts and do not reflect the views of Square Enix.